0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I am your host, Taylor Gibson. Joining me, as always, from the tropical metropolis of Calgary, Alberta, my co-host, Tam Jensi. Tim, have you finished uh, putting together that couch there, bud? The couch comes tomorrow.
1: The other fucking furniture we got, it 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 came together. Well, there was only one that was really a problem, but we can get into that a little later.
0: Yeah, I recall that we talked about this before on the show, that you and Chelsea had gotten some from Ikea, and you were trying to put it together, and what a pain in the ass it was.
1: It's funny, because this time, there was only four of the five were actually pretty good. Yeah. Number five was a bastard.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, why do you just buy stuff from, like, a store that's already put together, Tim?
1: Well, with Ikea, we're getting the couch. Like, the couch specifically, it's the only couch that had storage in it. Like, they're the only people who do that. Okay. So, like, that fits the needs, and then, uh, the other stuff is, like, it's pretty elegant storage. Like, uh, we got a shoe rack slash bench that was actually a, like, it was a really nice shoe rack bench thing.
0: That's not bad.
1: Yeah, like, it's solid metal, too.
0: Oh, well, you know you get two birds stoned at once right there, bud.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so, the couch comes tomorrow, and that'll be, that'll be an adventure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, we won't have an episode for in the next couple of months to talk about it. But before we do anything else, a alert, a alert, 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 we actually got a two big pieces of news to share before we head into the episode. Now, if you've been following our social media at Third Line Plug on Twitter, you might have noticed a tweet that was put up yesterday that said that a certain Sens blogger will be coming onto the show in a couple of weeks.
1: Ooh. Tell me more.
0: I will, Tim. So, we are proud to announce here as well on the show as we did on social media that Trevor Shackles from the Silver 7 Cents and Cosper Pointcast will be joining us on the show on May 7th for an exclusive interview. And now, I don't want to really want to too, go into too much detail about this because nothing has been confirmed, nothing has been announced on their end. We've been in talks with the Three Ghosts, no wait, for Ghost podcast to come onto their show for an exclusive interview, Tim.
1: So we're not asking the questions this time.
0: I know it's gonna be weird. I'd, we're just gonna be like, what do we do? Do we just answer questions? Do I don't know. This is gonna be a new experience for both of us, Tim. Oh,
1: we could practice right here, right quick. Uh, is Moosehead beer worth drinking, Tay?
0: Yes. However, I will like to point out it is not a good starter beer. Alexander Keith is a good starter beer. Moosehead is when you're like six, seven beers in and you're just like, oh, I'll pretty much drink anything.
1: Does that mean it's not a good beer?
0: Tim, you're from the East Coast. Why are you hating on Moosehead? Because it's not a good beer. (laughs) Well, neither is some of the swill that comes out of Vancouver Island, but you don't see any of us bitching about it, do you? Uh, I think everyone bitches about Lucky. Well, it's good to know that we're not going to be sponsored by Lucky, Tim. That's okay. So, let's head into a recap. Now, usually with the recap, we would talk about how our week has been, what are our thoughts on the previous episode, but this is the first time in two weeks that we've sat and we have gotten together to talk on an episode. So, how has the last couple of weeks been for you, Tim?
1: Oh, pretty good. So, been pretty slow at work. I think the most interesting thing that's really happened has been Chelsea and I went on an Ikea adventure yesterday.
0: Ooh, tell me more, Tim.
1: Yeah, so we ended up getting, like, uh, these cube shelves and then these, uh, like, one-off cube things as well as the aforementioned uh, uh, shoe rack. And the last of it's getting delivered tomorrow, so we ended up buying a bookshelf. A sofa couch, which you'll probably be one of the first people to sleep on. Yes. Uh, And I'm getting an office chair. So, all right. Let's talk about building the freaking cube. Let's do it. So, there's two, like the big cube shelf. That thing just had, it was screws. It was easy to put. Screws and pegs. Simple to put together, right? Right. So, the standalone cubes, they're built as being like no tools required. Easy to go together. The first one, actually not too bad. The second one, basically, what they have is half of the half of the outside walls have pegs, and the others have uh, ho- like uh,
0: brackets holes okay. and
1: slots to accept the pegs, and you just slide them in. Right. You know? They didn't dremel the holes right. Oh no. So the pegs were they weren't deep enough.
0: Ah, yeah, that's what she said. So, so
1: the pegs didn't slide, and uh, I'm sorry,
0: Tim. I'm stuck. so immature.
1: Yeah, no problem. Then the pegs got stuck, and then the pegs broke.
0: Oh. I'm t- guessing that IKEA's not repairing that?
1: What we ended up doing is uh, we said, fuck it. So, actually, first we we fished out the pegs, uh, grilled, the glued them back on, okay. and then tried again in the morning. Right. That didn't work. So we said, basically, screw it. And uh, gorilla <laughs> just gorilla glued the cube together, <laughs> and it's actually pretty stable, all things considered.
0: Okay. Well, actually, I've never, basically... sorry, if I don't mind me asking, like I've never bought anything from IKEA, but don't they usually come with little tools and stuff that you would probably need for something like that?
1: Yes. This thing this thing didn't need tools, right? Right. And had it been made properly. It wouldn't have needed tools. So, but it got to the point where it's like, okay, it's not, it's not dre- dremeled, right? Right. So we got to the point of, fuck it, we're going to use glue. If the glue doesn't hold, if the glue doesn't actually hold, we're just going to use nails.
0: Actually, you know what would work best is screws. Uh-huh. Screws yeah, would you're probably best. right. Yeah, because nails are such a pain in the ass because you got to angle it right and a couple of whacks and it either goes straight or it goes on an angle. Screws go straight in.
1: Yeah, and then we just drill in a guidance hole.
0: Yeah, and if you use screws, if you have to, say, take it apart, you could just unscrew it instead of trying to pull the fucking thing apart with a hammer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like hammering shit, though.
0: I'm not even going to make a joke there, Tim. <laughs> I know that must disappoint you, but you know what? In these last couple of weeks, I have matured. Sort of.
1: Really? Well, let's hear it.
0: Well, I... Didn't just make a joke there, didn't I?
1: That's fair, but if you've matured over the last few weeks, there must be some sort of spirit journey.
0: No, not really. (laughs) Now, let me ask, though, because you said you had to glue it together. Was that why you and Chelsea had to go to Michael's?
1: We overestimated how long it would take to actually get to Ikea. Right. So Ikea wasn't open. So we looked in because we thought... We're looking at cosplay stuff because we're going down to uh, LA for Anime Expo uh, before Stampede. Okay. And uh, we couldn't find what we were looking for. As we were walking out, we are like, oh shit, we wanted to buy a frame for my five trillion, my $500 trillion Zimbabwean and Bill. But yeah, we are just there super early. Oh, okay. Oh, but we did find those golden, at like, how to draw anime books.
0: <laughs> oh, those that's things- funny.
1: They they never fail to disappoint, man. Like the ones from like the early '90s were just so ghetto.
0: I saw the picture Chelsea put up of you. You look so happy. Because they're so funny.
1: Cause like they're aiming for a specific art style. And they just totally whiff on the on that specific art style. Right. And it's like so they've drilled down to a specific demographic, which is catered to by that art style, and the they managed to whip on that. It's not like the old how-to-draw-anime books by this guy who... You have to wonder if he could even draw pe- draw that well, period.
0: Right.
1: Because those old how-to-draw-anime to, how to books, it's like... They were so derpy, man. Like, people like people would have, like, concave cheeks.
0: Now, are these the books that they show you a picture and they sort of tell you how to draw it? Or they have the picture and they put a piece of tracing paper over top of it and you trace it over? Like it was like how...
1: They are like... They'd show you how to draw them. But, like, the end result was super questionable. They were always they were always in the book, like, those scholastic book orders. Right. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone actually use them. But they were just so bad.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. You look so happy in those photos, though. It's just like, oh, that's great, Tim. It's because they're so dumb. <laughs> well, you know what? It brought you some joy, didn't it? Mm-hmm. There you go. Actually, it's funny, you know. Timmy, you are talking about putting together a chair, not chair. A uh, what was it? A bookshelf, a couple other things. Yep. Yeah. So the other day, me and one of my coworkers had to put it put together a. What the fuck did we have to put together? Now we had to put a. Um, like a cart. Huh. And. It really pisses me off. Like I can't. I can visualize it right now, and I can't think of the name of it. It's driving me fucking crazy. It's only—it's one of those things that only in the food service industry you would use, where you store Uh, food and all kinds of crap. Okay,
1: I think I know what you're talking about.
0: I know. And you know what sucks? I'm going to think about this later in the episode, and I'm going to remember what it's called. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so, same exact thing. You know, he and I were looking at the pictures, trying to put it together, and we sort of got it. He did the one bracket on the bottom. And he's thinking, oh, I'm doing so good. And I look over and I see the wheels sitting there with the holes on top. And I said, um, hey, Conrad, do you think those wheels should have gone into the bottom first? And then we screwed it on. And he goes, fuck, you're right. Yeah.
1: At least with Ikea, like they make it, they make their stuff so simple that the only way you can screw it up is if they screw it up.
0: Yeah, and that's the exact same with... Um, that cart that we were trying to put together the other day It was just like, you know, they had the pictures And all the tools That You know, you could just show how to put them together But for whatever reason We messed up It worked out great, I mean, we got it together fine But Yeah, you screwed up adult Lego A sheep hand rack That's what it's called, a sheep hand rack okay Yeah, we were, we were putting together one of those it was driving me nuts. I was like, what the hell's the name of that thing? <laughs> see, yeah, this, Tim, this, see, Tim, this is what happens, right? People, you and I don't get together for a couple of weeks, and I start not remembering stuff.
1: <laughs> Just don't wreck any mustard, all right?
0: Oh, that is that is cold, Tim. <laughs> Fucker, that was, that was a pain in the ass to clean up.
1: Oh, I imagine.
0: So, Tim, you were talking about you and Chelsea going down to a anime convention in California and then coming back for Stampede. Well, I am glad to say you're here on the podcast. I got my flight booked. Nice. I'm coming to Calgary, baby. We're coming for a couple of days.
1: We can't pick you up at the airport. I'm sorry. Oh, we can? Oh. Oh, okay. Okay, we might be able to pick you up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow that was very unplanned I was just saying that to my mom I was like you know I don't know why Tim and Chelsea just don't buy a car like for fuck's sakes like they live in Calgary for god's sakes
1: we don't need one like yeah like we just use micro car rentals
0: wouldn't it just make more sense to buy a car Tim
1: Well, it's cheaper just to rent these car to go so whenever we need one we just rent a smart car for an hour for like 15 bucks and then I don't have to pay for gas or insurance
0: actually that's well, don't they ding you for gas if when you bring it back if you don't fill it up?
1: No, because what you do is when you're done with the, the car, you just park it and leave it.
0: Wow, that's not bad, actually.
1: Yeah, like in Calgary, because these cars are all over the place, we don't need a car.
0: Hmm, okay.
1: And, yeah, if all else fails, there's Uber.
0: That's true. So I'll go back where we were talking about now with my flight being booked up to Calgary and I will be coming to the Stampede with you guys, I guess it's time to talk about, we are going to be recording some summer episodes while we're up in Calgary.
1: Oh, it's going to be fun.
0: That's good. Now, we have a few ideas. Now, we're not going to talk about it here on the show because we wanted to be a surprise when they come out, but I think we got it probably three four good ideas for episodes.
1: Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I think there's one we recorded around Christmas that we still haven't put together.
0: We have two of them. We have two, which will be yeah. It was at uh, Boxing Day. It was the one of our. Yeah. It was the home show that we did that we recorded those.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, and then Tay gets to see what my what my motley lo- setup looks like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't wait, man. This is gonna be fun. Mhm. So Tim, now that we got that out of the way, we are here together because. Obviously, we are Ottawa Senators fans. Now, we don't have any games, thankfully, to talk about. However, we do have some Sens news to talk about. Uh Uh-huh. And we're going to start off with the big news, the Sens town halls. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I didn't really follow this too closely. I, I tried to follow as closely as I could, but, you know, work and everything. From what I understand from the reactions I saw on social media... To say that it was a mixed bag is kind of an understatement.
1: Like, it's mixed bag in the sense that Melnick would say something one day and then say something completely different the
0: next. It was fucking weird. Oh, I know. You can totally tell that the disconnect between the fans and Melnick. Because, honestly, the reactions I heard was of Melnick's more of a winners don't... I can't remember what it was like. Winners don't come. Win or something like that, and he's just—it was like winners don't whine. Yeah, he's—he just totally threw the fans underneath the bus once again.
1: And then the next day, he's complaining about the media not giving Ottawa Senators or him a fair shake. And did you so... see Pierre?
0: And Pierre Dorian did the same thing. He threw uh, Sens bloggers underneath the bus, saying that you know they're the ones that made blew this story out of proportion.
1: Mm-hmm. Like it—it it was nutty. And what was weird was Ottawa Media was only allowed to one of the three events too. Hey,
0: yeah, that's see, that's stupid. I just think the media should have been there as well to cover it, right? Because it is a news story, and well, somebody on social media was saying that they really should open it up to the general public, not just the season ticket holders.
1: Well, yeah, that way you get a full, you get a full, a more full range of opinions because, like, for some reason, half of the first. Day got bogged down talking about putting a maple leaf on the jersey.
0: Well, this see, this really just goes into the whole Melnick wants to own the Leafs thing.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Well, it's I guess the hard thing is it's not even clear that like it's not clear that they're gonna actually beef up the front office. It's not clear what they're actually gonna do. Uh, it is interesting that Pierre Dorian wasn't a big like. I think the money quote from Dorian was if I hear rest as a weapon one more time I'm going to kill someone.
0: Yeah, and apparently he finally went to the media after the season and he says, "You know what? We tried to Boucher's way, we brought in all these players, they didn't work. Now we're going to do it my way."
1: Yeah, And to be fair, like some Dorian's been able to pull off some some interesting trades. Like I think Dorian's an ex, like he's an excellent scout, very good at uh, evaluating amateur. Right. I'd say he's about 65, like I'd give him a 6.5 out of 10 on trades.
0: Yeah, because like, some go. of them have been better than the others. Obviously, the Alex Burrows one, which I think at the time, Ottawa needed a bit of a veteran presence, but it was the whole hip giving him that two-year extension, which really hurt him in the long run. I think the yeah. trade that they made for Victor Stahlberg was great. Uh, Tommy Wingles, yeah, sort of in the middle. It was a 7th. Condon, that was just a steal at the time.
1: I actually think they did very well in the Brassard trade. I think they came out. I think they came out pretty good on the Duchesne trade.
0: Yeah, even though it took a couple of months before that really became evident. Mm-hmm. Although, like think... if you've been watching the playoffs, both Turris and Andrew Hammond are not playing against each other in the first round.
1: Yeah, the O'Connor signing was kind of dumb.
0: Yeah, that didn't make any sense for me because there is such a logjam at goal, right? You know, you have Anderson and Condon on the big team, and then you have in the in the minors, you have uh, Mitch Hogberg, you have Philip Gustafson. You had Hammy. Hammy at one point, you had... Dreiger. Yeah, Chris Dreiger, Danny Taylor. I mean, you know, it's like, okay, that's cool that you have depth at goalie, but when you're just signing him... And you really are just like, okay, now what? Now we are ready to do with them? Mm -hmm. Because we have, what, six, seven goalies signed already? Yeah.
1: I guess the Leonard... Like, his Leonard trade actually worked out pretty well.
0: No, um... Brian Murray was the guy that traded Leonard. Pardon? No, that was, um... Brian Murray traded Robin Leonard. Yeah.
1: I always forget around that 2015-2016. Because, like, that is pretty tight in. Um... Yeah,
0: actually, like, I think
1: Dorian, he's done better than what people give credit for.
0: Mm -hmm. And especially the big moves that we've talked about, like the Matthew Shane trade, which, as we said, right, I mean, it didn't become evident until a couple of months in when he started developing chemistry with Mike Hoffman, and when they later paired him with Ryan Dezingle, and they had him with Garrick for a little bit. Or even just drafting Dezingle. Yeah. Okay, I just want to point out, for whatever fucking reason, that sound right there... That is not my phone. My iPod goes off like that for no fucking reason. (laughs) No, I do not owe you a beer for this, Tim. Because this is not my phone. Okay. Next time. Shut up. (laughs) Actually, to be
1: honest, I can't even hear it on my end.
0: Okay. Okay, just... You know what? Just give me a second here. I'll turn the fucking thing off.
1: But, uh... Yeah, no, it's... I guess a lot of people walked away from those town halls uh, less certain that Carlson would be signed. Okay. And that does scare me.
0: Yeah, I know that he put out a, not press release, but he said to the media today that he doesn't know whether or not he's going to be here next year. He knows that there's going to be changes, and he hopes he's not part of that. Huh. Weird. Yeah. So I just want to point out, going back to what we were saying about Eugene Melnick, uh, our bot Adam tweeted, I mean, and he put it perfectly, he says he would be, he would host a getaway for the employees and fire all the employees that didn't get to the cabin first. Yeah. Jesus. I know. Melnick really is becoming a Simpsons meme. It's very scary. Yeah. I don't know. It's
1: like, I just don't think he's capable of running it like, of financing the team anymore. And that's frustrating.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, you know, I've had this discussion with coworkers of mine that the NHL has the power to come in and remove Melnick as owner, but they have to do it on the grounds that he did something wrong. And so, and we were talking about this, I don't know how many episodes ago, right? That Mm -hmm. if they can find that he cooked the books or he did something that tampered it, that's grounds that they could remove him as owner.
1: Mm Hmm. But we... Like the thing though is you have to be very careful when you do that, because you don't want to insert uncertainty into the process because that that reduces people's interest in owning the teams. Like uh, I don't know, and I want like cooking the books could be one thing. Uh, like extreme racism could be another. Yeah, like, we saw uh, that with remember Donald in the NBA a few years back when uh, Snyder got pushed out from owning the Clippers.
0: No, it was uh, Donald Sterling.
1: Sterling, sorry, Oh, I screwed him up with Snyder, who owned Snyder owns another team. But yeah, Sterling getting which one? There out.
0: was uh, Ed Snyder, he was the owner of the Flyers, and Dan Snyder, who's the guy of the Redskins. Yeah,
1: but yeah, it was uh, yeah, like if Melnick does something horrendously racist, right, that could be that could probably be reasonable grounds to push him out. Uh, I'm honestly surprised that his comments at the at the Centennial game didn't get him on thinner ice.
0: I thought that got him on really thin ice. And because the NHL, like, without a doubt, they 100% quickly stepped in and says, no, you can't just move this team. You need the Board of Governors to approve it. There's a process. You know, because they went through it with Jim Balsillie, right, with the Penguins.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just like, Jesus, dude.
0: I know. Okay, let's go on to some more Sens news. Former Ottawa Senator Chris Neal has been named Alumni Ambassador for the Ottawa Senators. Now, I like this move because... And it's very reminiscent of what the Chicago Blackhawks did post-Bill Wirtz, where they brought back Stan McKee Bobby Hall to be their fan ambassadors to repair the damage that Bill had done to the owners of the Chicago Blackhawks. And... They're still with the organization today, and I think Chris Neal could potentially do that with the Ottawa Senators in some small way. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
1: Chris neals he's a fan favorite, and honestly, really likable guy, so it's a good first step, but change comes from the top.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, really, the only other thing I could think of was if they brought back Alfredson, right, as the ambassador, but... The only way I see Alfredson coming back to the organization is in a minority owner. Yeah. Well,
1: that bridge is that bridge has been burned. Twice. Twice.
0: Thanks a lot, Melnick, you bastard. If only Brian Murray was here. Do you think if Brian Murray was here, he's getting tried and fucked now?
1: Like, it's amazing. Like, one thing I don't think any of us truly appreciated was how Brian Murray... He was, able, was basically a Melnick whisperer.
0: Mm-hmm. And a lot of stories came out of that post Murray's death, right? There was an the incident in 2010 when the Penguins beat us, I believe, in was it six games they beat us in the first round? Yes. Yes, okay, so... And Melnick came down in the locker room and he was going to barge in and just break the guys and apparently Brian Murray got in between him and the door and says, no, you're not doing this. Yeah,
1: and I think... I guess the, like it's amazing that Brian Murray was able to just do like he had the ability to do that.
0: Yeah. But Brian Murray also was not intimidated by Melnick. Right. And no. that's why you look at everything that happened after Brian's death. And you look at all the damage Melnick has done in the last year or two. Year. That's it. Like, you know, Alfredson's gone. Carlson's almost three quarters of the way out the door.
1: Threatening to sell the team.
0: Yep. Ugh,
1: it's, unhi- it's just unhinged.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's totally gone completely
1: sideways for this team. Like, as, as much as Brian Murray had that annoying habit of overpaying for grinders, I'm glad he was able to keep this fucker
0: together. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like, and that's an amazing legacy
0: for a person. Oh, absolutely. And... Let's not forget his last draft as GM, which was 2015, where he drafted Tom Shabbat Colin White, Philip Shlapik, Christian Molanin, Gabriel Gagne. Zingle. No,
1: Dezingle's 2014.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like... That draft. Like, the, that's the still that's one of our d- deepest drafts in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, we got one more piece of Sens news we're going to talk about, and it's kind of fitting that we put this at the end, because he's no longer with the Ottawa Senators. Andrew Hammond. Now, Hammond currently was involved with the Kyle Turris-Matt Duchesne trade back in November that sent him to the Avalanche. Now, he got he got brought into game four, game 4 the other night, where he made 44 saves, and the fans in Colorado really have embraced him now, and... Let's just talk about Marley Hammond, because fuck, Holy man, she shit. is just savage on Twitter right now. Yeah,
1: well, it was, it was ridiculous, because, uh, well, I guess what all of us had been told so far was that uh, part of the reason why Hammond had to go was he refused to go on a conditioning stint last year.
0: Yeah, which he denied.
1: Yeah, and uh, Marley ha- like, this is kind of like, this is completely reminiscent of the Julie Turris lol tweet.
0: I was just going to say, that's exactly what I thought of when I was reading some of her tweets the other day.
1: Yeah, and it came out at, all we got today, and she replied with, lol, no he didn't.
0: Yeah, it was like, well, you believe what you want, but that didn't happen. It must have happened. Wow! Jesus, how is the NHL not stopping this chick, man? This is great!
1: Well, I mean, well, that makes you wonder what actually happened.
0: Yeah, but and you know what? I'll be the first to admit that Andrew Hammond's time in Ottawa was very polarizing because while he did have the hamburger run, once he got back and he was held well, he was before he got injured, he really struggled in Ottawa. The fans were always on him. He gets injured, comes back. Now he's on an incredibly short leash, doesn't perform, gets buried in Bingo or Belleville, yep. I should say. And then he gets traded, and now he has emerged and become Colorado Savior at the moment in the playoffs. Uh he's currently point eight two tonight. Well.
1: It was a fun game.
0: What was the final score tonight?
1: Uh halfway through four nothing in Asheville.
0: <laughs>
1: They're not coming
0: back. No.
1: I don't know. I guess the Penguins-Flyers game ended 8-5.
0: Yeah. Can we just talk a little bit about the first round? Because somebody was saying that this is one of the worst first rounds in recent history. Do you agree with that statement? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very... Yeah, I agree. I'm very in the middle. Because, you know, while we did have two sweeps, right? We had Vegas... And we Which had San Jose. Like, awesome. who saw either one of those teams sweep in the other? But then you have, like, Philadelphia-Pittsburgh series where it's a very – at first it didn't seem like a very back-and-forth series, but, however, uh, Pittsburgh did win game six today.
1: But that's just been a – that season's just been great. That series has been crazy and just super fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, puck fests every night. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, and then you have that the Minnesota-Winnipeg series. Like, party. that was just a grind. Holy crap, those two teams were killing each other. Like, that what Josh do? Morrissey cross-checked Eric Stahl.
1: Oh, fuck, yeah. That fuck, was so I
0: was rough. sitting on the couch watching that thinking, like, wow, like, they're really not going to call a penalty on that, eh? Okay. Yeah, brutal. Yeah. Good for Winnipeg, though, to win a playoff series. Mm-hmm. First time makes- in 31 years, I believe, 87?
1: Yeah, and it's their the first win for the uh, for the expansion team, which is awesome. The Jackets' Capital C series has been phenomenal too.
0: I haven't followed that at all, to be perfectly honest with Every you. Every
1: game but one's gone to overtime. Okay. And it's just been a mix of good defensive work and and it's really been a star battle between uh, Ovechkin and and Artemi Panarin. Both of them have just been lights out this series.
0: That's great to see, man. Because you know what? Even though I picked Columbus in seven, it was looking kind of dire there for Washington for a little bit.
1: Yeah. Although it's uh, Washington leads the series three, two now.
0: Yeah. That's oh, a shame, I think... right? That, you know, they moved Columbus from the Western Conference to the Eastern Conference, and we were all thinking, oh, Columbus is going to have so- have it so much easier in the Eastern Conference. No. Then no, the East not. got good. Yeah, and then they run into Pittsburgh and Washington.
1: Yeah, like being in that Metro division sucks, dude.
0: Oh, I know. It's brutal.
1: Yeah, and then the Bruins Toronto series is a lot closer than it
0: should be. Yeah, the only comment I got on that series is that the Leafs big guys not showing up. No. What the hell is going on there, guys? Like, I like I understand Matthews had a, some injury issues this season, but still, like when it comes to the the big times, like, you really need to step it up in the playoffs, and William Nylander is now on the fourth line.
1: Like, he's been invisible. Uh, And then, like, the only reason Boston didn't, like, run away with the game last night, and Toronto was even in that game, was Freddie Anderson, but Freddie Anderson has been uh, Jekyll and Hyde this whole series. Like, he got pulled from a game after five, letting in three goals on five shots.
0: Christ. You would have thought he was playing for Ottawa with that kind of stats.
1: Yeah, he had a 60% save percentage. It was
0: it was nuts. Wow, that's, that's brutal.
1: Yeah, like, he has to be absolutely dynamite for two more games in a row or the Leafs are done. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is, like, this, I guess the hard thing, though, is it's, like, hard to, I think last year's round one was good, but I think this year's round one has been great because, like, the Vegas sweep just makes it.
0: Yeah, I expected L.A. to have much more fight than that. I don't know what the hell happened there.
1: Yeah, they scored three goals in the entire series. Although I guess that's still better than in the Predators sweep of the Blackhawks last year.
0: That is true. That is true.
1: (laughs) Make your motto one goal. Score exactly that. Oh. Oh, it was funny because uh, last year... I probably mentioned this on one of our practice episodes, but last year... uh, chelsea and i were at Sac at uh con at, j- over the easter weekend so that was about midway through the first round last year mm-hmm. and some like uh we we're just we we're eating in the hotel uh like the free hotel food r- area right and uh some guy came up and like they had they had like the cap the cap series on and the Sens series on and one of the got like two people came up in uh blackhawks jerseys it's like oh can you put the blackhawks game on so they put it on over the suns game which was annoying and uh i was thinking to myself buddy you don't even want to see it because the preds were already up to nothing huh. yeah so yeah i think that's all we have for sense stuff
0: for sure now with that being said tim we're going to take a quick break here in the third line plug sense cast and we will return to talk about our first season coming right, right back hey this is adam from Welland, ontario canada and you're listening to the third line plug sensecast. cast okay we are back here on the third line plug sense now you might notice that this has been our first episode since season one episode 28 which would have been our season finale so on that with that being said Tim what are we gonna call this episode are we gonna call it I was gonna call it the first season or season one wrap up season one recap what do you, what would you want to call it? Season one a retrospective that's solid I like it. It's only
1: pretentious enough.
0: Oh, absolutely. Now, given that we just finished our first season, it's time to look back at some of our favorite or most notable moments from the season to start off. Like, the first episode. That was... That was such a long time coming because we had been working and working and working up towards that. And I thought the episode was... Was not bad for what it was.
1: I think it was... Was surprisingly a lot better than our practice episodes.
0: Yeah, because of our practice episodes, like we really didn't know what we were doing.
1: Well, I mean, even the jump from like the fifth practice, like our last practice episode, and even some of our summer episodes to that episode, there was like a pretty big gap in quality.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think because we got much more comfortable doing them, right? Because we had done it so many times prior to that that once we got into our actual season it clicked and we were just like okay yeah we know what we're sort of doing now we brought it for game time yes we did
1: yeah and it was funny because there wasn't a lot of pickup for like the early season stuff like our free agency episode still only has five
0: listens oh uh, i know the top five sends teams that i think that only has like 10 top five has 24
1: oh does it really yeah it's our most listened to of our min- our minor episodes
0: Oh, Jesus, I didn't even realize I haven't even checked that in a while. I thought we were still at, like, ten. No. Like, top five
1: sense teams has always been, like, one of the... Like, I think it's an easy one if you're looking at the back catalog to just pick up and listen to.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think that's why that, for our summer episodes, that's sort of the route that we were going to go with, was sort of yeah. just not talk about games, but just sort of, like, a broad, general uh, subject to talk about.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, and then hockey hair.
0: <laughs> oh my God! That ending, I still laugh at that because you and I just we couldn't keep it together at the far, at the very end, and we were just like, "Ah, uh, Jesus!" Christ. We were just gutting ourselves laughing. Well, it
1: was like 11 p.m. at that point. We'd been we'd been recording for like two hours.
0: No, it had easily been four four and a half hours at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because by the time we – it was weird because we, like, immediately went from Hockey hair to Hockey Hall of Fame. And we went from, like, this really ridiculous episode that ends with, like, a gay pronouncement to Eric Carlson into a very serious and, like, kind of stoic Hockey Hall of Fame episode.
0: Oh, I know. I mean, we were just delirious by that point. We were just like, God, what are we doing?
1: But, like, the Hockey Hall of Fame episode, like, it's not one of our more listened-to episodes, but it's – Probably the most, the best put together.
0: Oh, absolutely! I really like that episode myself. I think that's a subject that we'll probably have to talk about again this summer.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I liked how we approached that one because it was like very, it was very methodical.
0: Yeah, very, very thought out, very serious, very like this could potentially happen. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we were nowhere near close to those predictions because none of us picked Solani, none of us picked Korea, none of us picked Anderchuk. And those guys all got in.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm surprised we didn't pick Solani, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, another moment that I really enjoyed, and even though with the heaviness of it, was our tribute episodes. And, you know, we did tributes to John Dunsworth, Gord Downey, Axel Carlson, the Humboldt Broncos, and Jonathan Petrie. And, you know, it was always one of those episodes that we knew we would have to deal in a way that... We had to deal with some sort of sensitivity and, you know, we we just had to do it in a certain way, right?
1: Yeah, and I felt like we've always been good at that, though. Like, it's... We're able to just sit down, identify this is what we're going to do. And I feel like it, it's probably where we use the... Like, our ability to just pause, accept that, okay, that wasn't that... Uh, that cut's not good enough and this is too serious to not have a good cut.
0: Yeah, and I think the... One we did on for Humboldt and Jonathan Petrie that just summed it up right there because no, no, it Back wasn't that. Carlson yeah, it was the Carlson like one. Cuts. Oh my god, we did like three takes of that, and I was just getting frustrated. Like, okay, okay, you know what? Finally, we're gonna we're gonna finally get it. It's gonna be good, and we did it, and it was good.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad we went cold open for that.
0: Oh, I know, and that was something that you know for sure because it affected the Senators directly, right? It wasn't like John Don or John Dunsworth or Gore Downey or some of the other tributes that we did. Ex- with the exception of Jonathan Petrie, where it didn't af- direct directly affect the Ottawa Senators. And it so we knew that we would have to deal with it with a sense of, okay, we have to be very serious about this. We can't joke around about it. We just have to do it. Mm-hmm.
1: I think one of the interesting things, though, is the da- I think the Downey tribute might have been our best.
0: Yeah, that, and I think it's still our highest listened episode from the first season.
1: Well, I think it's interesting because there was a, not only did we get to talk about just a lot of the very amazing things that Gord Downey did in his life, there was a it was kind of heartfelt as well at the end of the tribute where you just talked about driving up to my place, listening to Grace too.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it really drove it home, right? And especially the outpour of support came from Canadians after Gord Downey passed away. Mm -hmm. I felt that we had to do the exact same thing.
1: For sure. Actually, another interesting thing this season was being on, being on, like, the pot pot and shuffle bracket.
0: That was one that, you know what's funny is that while I didn't put it in my notes, that's something that I kind of forgot that we... We're included in that, right? Because the Potter, our Potter Family, which is a group that helps out podcasts on social media, I submitted our name towards the Potter Shuffle. And I just sort of threw it in. They're not thinking, like, oh, yeah, I'm sure we're never going to get picked. You know, they'll probably pick several other podcasts before us. And then I woke up one morning and looked at my phone, and I had nine notifications going, what the hell is going on? So I swiped on the notifications, I looked it up, and apparently we got picked. And I immediately mm-hmm. messaged you, like, Hey, Tim, we got picked to be on the Potter Shuffle. Yeah, and
1: the nice thing was is that gave us a nice little boost that... I think some of it's still there to this day. Mm-hmm. Like, I think at that time, like, we'd get, like, 10 episodes... like, 10 listens, like, in a week. Yeah, if that. Yeah, and now we've got, like, 15 to 20 is the average. So it's... People are listening, people care. So I think that's super cool as well. So definitely a big thank you for that.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, you also can't forget the pardon march madness bracket that they did too right where we included our name and we won the first round i think we won it like 58 to it was a 58 to 42 or something oh wow something like that and then we got our ass handed to us in the second round but what's interesting about that is
1: that suggests that the number people were getting more listens than soundcloud's telling us
0: Oh, for sure. Like, I don't know what listens we're getting on Google Play. I don't know what we're getting on iTunes. SoundCloud's the only way that we're getting listens. That we know about. Yeah, exactly. So I'm really glad that Apple's finally going that route of finally telling podcasters that these are the amount of listens you got this week.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if we're even getting, like, 10 listens on iTunes, that's awesome.
0: Oh, for sure. So I got a f- couple other things I want to talk about. Uh, one of the big things from our first season was our interview with Adam Young. Like, Adam has always been a real great bod to us and always been a very big supporter of the show. And I felt that, you know what, we should have him on because he was always been our biggest fan. And he's been one of the more, more guys that really helped us out. Kind of like what the guys on Maple Syrup Shots did with us. Where they would give us feedback on, you know, I really like this. This was okay. I think you should maybe do a little something with this. And it. I really think that our interview with Adam was really great. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be nice that we're going to get a chance to talk on his show as well. Absolutely. Uh, also, uh, Chelsea would like to inform you that she is, in fact, the biggest fan.
0: Oh, you're right. Thank you, Chelsea.
1: <laughs> um, no, I... Uh, yeah, I'm excited to just be able to go and chat, honestly. Actually, another fun thing was uh, being able to go on the, one of the last Maple Surf Shots episodes, just
0: their uh, Christmas chat. Yeah, it was the Christmas calling show, which, as you re- you may recall this, Tim, but you were kind of hesitant to go on there, and I almost had to force you to go on it, because I told you, look, I'm not going to be at home, I'm going to be in Ottawa, I'm not going to have any of my gear with me. Yeah. So you're going to have to go on and be the representative. I almost had to force you to go on there. Like, come on, you got to be the representative for us.
1: Oh, I just don't know these guys. But yeah. it turned out to be fine.
0: Yeah, but I told you, right? I said, you know what, dude, they're very easy to talk to. And they're just going to ask you questions, and you answer them.
1: Yeah, it was fun. I don't know, I still thought it was funny that I still managed to make myself look like a massive dork at the
0: end. <laughs> I, You know, it's funny, I was re really listening to that, and... You know, you're just like, oh, this is the moment where people are going to find out Tim's a fucking animator. And Dave's just like, well, I mean, if your emoji on Skype isn't really a giveaway. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I heard that. I was like, oh, that's funny. But one of the things that I remember from that call-in episode was you issued a challenge. That you were like, you know, Dave, if you want to get a challenge on Tay, go right ahead. And I'm also like, oh, I'm going to kill you, Tim.
1: Well, that's what you get for putting me on the show on a show I don't listen to.
0: Yeah, but you know what? In fairness, though, Dave never did issue in challenge to me. Yeah, well,
1: maybe if the show ran, their show ran a little longer.
0: But granted, you know, in all fairness, though, he he hasn't done another bet with me, so.
1: I love that he's just like the bed the man has no soul.
0: He has no soul.
1: Yeah, he lost followers for that, too.
0: He Jeez. told me that, and I was just like, aw, I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> but it's funny, like, he and one of their bods, Ricky, made a bet, and the loser had to wear the other team's jersey. And I, when I heard that, I'm thinking, well, that's a lot nicer than what I made Dave do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Although I guess the, I still remember it. It's like, the jackass in me wants to say die hard. and he's just like, "Don't start, don't start."
0: <laughs> yeah, he was just like, "I'm not doing this again, guys." Because part of
1: me's just like, "Fuck, I can't just name some obscure ass anime episode here. I have to think of a real one." <laughs> yeah,
0: actually, you know what I wanted a really good Christmas song to do is "Christmas Time" by The Darkness.
1: Yeah, you were saying that.
0: I-, I like that song. That's what. That's what. That's the song that kept me sane in the auto airport while it was snowing outside. I was like, "I'm never getting home now, am I?" No
1: christmas by the darkness speaking about airports mountains
0: that is on the menu now this was funny because this was a part of our home show that we talked about and a few things came out of that episode i think that was still if i had to pick an episode which was my favorite i would have to go that one because you know i knew with you and i being in the same room editing would be not as long to do because you know we could easily talk to each other because we were sitting right next to each other and a few things came out of that you know our discussion about mountains being in calgary and i love the fact that chelsea took my side tim well what's even funnier is like we're
1: talking about so after recording that episode we went back to my place because my family was doing like uh drinks and hors d'oeuvres and uh we were talking with my older brother chris and he's like yeah calgary has mountains that's like saying victoria doesn't have mountains
0: yeah, and what did I say? I says, Well, what about mountain dogs? That's in Victoria. And Chris <laughs> looks at me and he goes, Do you really call that a mountain tay? I'm like, yes. That'd be
1: like calling Mount Tolby a mountain dude.
0: <laughs> I just love it, you know, it's funny, I was also re-listening to that a couple weeks ago with preparation for this, and I was just thinking, that was one of my favorite parts is us sitting here, and you're like, Chelsea, is there mountains in Calgary? And all you hear in the background goes, well, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's mountains outside of Calgary and everything. And I'm sitting there going, "Ah, oh, Tim, it makes me so happy. Chelsea's taking my side. She's not taking your side. She is taking my side. <laughs> but another know, thing just... that came out of that, Tim, was our I... discussion of burgers and fries forever. Oh,
1: you've made an enemy for life there.
0: Well, I mean, it's just you. I'm not that worried no, about Chelsea. it. No, Chelsea. Really? You really yeah. can drag Chelsea into this now? Oh, Burgers and
1: Fries Forever is one of our favorite
0: restaurants. Which location, though?
1: Uh, When we were in Ottawa, there was only one location.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was just I ate... The, I guess it was because you built it up to me so much that when I ate it, I just felt really underwhelmed for no for some reason.
1: Oh, but the new, lo- the new location's actually really cool, too.
0: Yeah, actually, I should have tried the one in uh, the market, too, when I was up there.
1: Yeah. Uh, I w- when I was there last, their monthly their rotational burger was they were doing chili burgers right yeah and that was actually that was nice
0: i'm trying to remember what burger i tried i think it was like the monty or monty something or other
1: like a monte cristo
0: something like that yeah and i just ate i felt the burger the meat to bun ratio was not that great and the fries portion was really big and I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's an it's alright burger. Yeah, they do give you an ass load of fries. They really do, and well, I'm happy about that. It wasn't the greatest fries I've ever eaten, but you know, it was okay for what it was. But I think yeah, uh, the only reason I had keep. to sorry Tim, the only reason I had to eat it so quickly is because you messaged me and be like, uh, hey Tay, you might want to get over to Capitol or um, Parliament Hill because they're saying that they're gonna have a full crowd tonight for the alumni game. I'm like, fuck. All right, nah. Get in my mouth, you. You
1: have to admit, that was a pretty, that was a bro move. Hey, yo, here's some information you need to know.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's pretty much what I do to you all the yeah. time. Like, you would just be at work and get a message, and you're like, fuck six, Tay, what do you want now? Well, it's,
1: I don't know, it's like a lot of the time with the said shit, it's just like, more it's like, oh god, Tay's message to me. What the fuck have they done now?
0: What happened?
1: Although it's like, yeah, most of the time at work, though, it's just like, most of my tasks is easy, easy enough for me to take a break, come back and then get back at it. Right. Cuz like like I can I can run a program and go somewhere else. Or I can put a bookmark in my work.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: It's not like you, like where you're doing something where it probably it a needs your full attention and b you can't if you put it down, it's probably going to get wrecked somehow.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what else do we
1: have? I'm actually a little sad our trade deadline episode didn't go over that well.
0: Yeah, but you know what? We had to work with what we got for material wise, and listener wise, as you said, I thought it would have been a much bigger hit, but, you know. Well, I was... It's what it is, I guess.
1: I guess it didn't help that we're. Like, we recorded it at 10 o'clock Ottawa time.
0: So, yeah, like, that's true. Like, we were just. We were kind of late on. Doing it on the Eastern Time. Yeah,
1: it was a like it was a fun episode. I was definitely very glad that Eric Carlson stayed.
0: Oh, I know. I don't think I could have handled it. I think I would have just like given up right there, like a lot of fans did. Yeah, although I did
1: have a good bit.
0: What was that bit again, Tim?
1: It was uh the. A- have you ever seen Planet of the Apes?
0: Oh yes, yes the. Um... Yes, I do they remember that bit now. Yeah, they blew it up. <coughs> yeah. They blew it up! Damn you! To hell! Like, yeah. I remember that we were talking about that and we were thinking, yeah, I don't think we should really mention that unless he gets traded.
1: Yeah. It's a shame because there's a lot of bits where it's, like, it's weird, like, all of my bits are, like, conditional on something. Mm-hmm. Like, I was going to cut, like, for our last episode, we opened with uh, the tank bit. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to have a bit somewhere in the episode where we're making fun of, like, uh, either, like, the sad SPCA ads. And then Jonathan Petra dies.
0: Yeah, and I think that was one of the first things that you and I thought of was, like, that would be very tasteless for us to do this. Like, we're just not going to do it.
1: Yeah, and then, like, we're trying to come up with, like, then we're trying to generate another bit. Yeah. And we just couldn't get anything. Because everything, and then Hubble happened.
0: Yeah, I remember that was, like... There was two bits we were going to do, and because something happened, we ended up not doing it. The SPCA ad for um, Jonathan Petrie was definitely one of them, but we had another one, and I can't recall off the top of my head what that was now.
1: Uh, I think I had something... Oh, I'm, I might have it written down in my notes here. Nope, oh, there's the fake world... Ro- uh, oh! Uh... All I have... Let's see... Tank episodes, fake world vision ad, hit the music, play the Valkyries, we did that. Oh, spin the bio wheel.
0: Yes, the spin the buyout wheel. No. No, that no. wasn't it.
1: Okay, I don't have any notes for it then.
0: Mm, okay. I do recall that we had a bit that we were going to do and we ended up not doing it. But yeah, one of the but- bits that I really enjoyed, and I think that it was one of our more underrated ones was the Nature Boy promo from episode 16.
1: Oh, that was fun to do. That
0: was so much. Oh, I loved writing that up. That was such a fun time. Because it was just me going onto YouTube and watching Ric Flair promos for a couple of hours and sort of picking what I like, what I don't like, and putting them all together. And I remember just sending it to you. And I didn't know if you were going to go for it because I was just like, I don't know if Tim really wants to do this or not. And it's more because I want to see him do it. And the fact that you messaged me back and you're just like, yeah, I'll do this. No problem.
1: Well, I don't really know much about wrestling, but I know Ric Flair. I like me Ric Flair.
0: Yeah. I think at one point we did talk about doing another Ric Flair promo. And we were just like, yeah, how would we fit it into the episode? I'm like, fuck, you're right. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Actually, I'm happy. I'm excited for this offseason because, like, there's a lot of fun bits we can do.
0: Oh, absolutely. And now I don't want to spoil anything for the first episode of season two, but I got something planned. Something big planned for that.
1: Are you having a baby?
0: Tim, I would have told you if I was having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But all I'm going to say here is there's the potential of the Nature Boy returning. Woo! Well, Tim, I guess that wraps up all of our favorite moments for the first season, unless you have anything more you want to talk about.
1: Um, I don't think so. Uh, no, I think that's all we got. And uh, actually, I think there's one thing that I have to say here. What's that? First off, at the beginning of the episode, I think we made a bet where I said that hockey analytics would create a story that would be controversial in the regular media right i don't think that actually happened i don't think we set any
0: terms on the bet no we really didn't actually i think the only bet we made terms on was the sing-along at the calgary flames auto centers game which i would like to point out and i re-listened to your mss episode japan droid is not progressive rock that is indie rock
1: it doesn't matter it was country
0: it does matter tim they're not progressive rock
1: yeah, but he still lost.
0: I know, and you made me say nice things about the Habs.
1: <laughs> I like how we had to get Chelsea to adjudicate that, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Although, I do gotta say, though, is I sort of skirted the issue by saying anything nice about them and saying nice things about the Montreal Expos instead.
1: It's true. Yeah. But Yopi yeah. does make me smile.
0: I do like you. I do like UP. I love Yopi, that dopey little fucker. Mm-hmm. I guess
1: the second thing is... During our 16 days of free agency, I believe I said that Brian Elliott was an upgrade on Steve Mason. I I was
0: incredibly wrong. Yeah, it's amazing all the things that we got wrong. Because remember at the beginning of the season, we said Winnipeg would be our dark horse to make the playoffs. We said Edmonton would win the division. Boy. Yep, look how all that happened, Timbers. Yeah.
1: Well, I wasn't expecting the Eberle trade.
0: Mm, I kind of was, you know, be honest with you, because I knew that eventually they would have to make a move to do something, but I didn't expect them to just trade away and get nothing for it,
1: and then give the money to Chris
0: Russell. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
1: I said the Coyotes would make the would fight for the playoffs. Yep. I don't feel too bad about that one, just because the Coyotes got super injured.
0: That is true, and I think if Arizona next season can stay healthy, you know, they could try and fight for the playoffs anyway.
1: Oh, I, one thing I'm proud of is I said that, that Chicago was going to miss. And people thought I was crazy at the time. That's true. But I guess broken clock's right once a day.
0: Yep. Well, Tim, I guess it's time to head into the close for this episode, eh, bud? Yep. Okay, guys. First of all, thank you for listening to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I hope you enjoy it because, believe me, Tim and I love recording them for you. You can find us on iTunes. Please listen, rate, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com/slash, Third Line Plug Sensecast. Because our bud Dave made the mention, we are on Google Play Music. You can find us on Twitter at Third Line Plug is our Twitter handle. Tim is at M901HoneyBadger, and I'm at Great White Gibster. That's G R A W I T E Gipster. If you want to shoot an email to talk about your favorite moments from the first season of the Third Line Plug Sensecast, shoot an email. ThirdLinePluggedSensecast at gmail.com Now Tim, knowing that we don't have any games or anything to talk about for next couple of weeks, I guess the next time we'll be back is for the Trevor Shackles interview. Ooh, Fun stuff. Fun oh, stuff. I can't wait. That's going to be some good stuff.
1: Yeah, and then uh, we'll probably have some teaser stuff going into May and, like, May and June. It's going to be a bit slower but then we're looking forward to draft lotteries the draft and free agency
0: yeah pretty much until next time guys I am your host Taylor Gibson and this is Tim Jensen go Sens guys My time it is up. They're going home.